Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lands, episode 11. Guys, today because now I'm 27, so I just bring on badass women these days. Today I'm bringing on a Dubai-based badass freaking woman. I've honestly had the pleasure these last two hours getting to know her. We haven't even recorded because I've just been enjoying my time with Tala. Tala Saman is the founder of MyFastDiary.com, a music producer, which I just found out, and an emerging DJ on the Dubai scenes. Today we are going to discuss her journey to becoming one of the most, one of the first bloggers in the region to really blow up and her journey to finding herself through music. Please welcome Tala to the show. Hi. Hey, girl. Welcome to Tell Me Everything. Thank you. I'm so excited. Guys, I slid into her DMs. <laughs> I was literally like, I was talking to one of our uh, mutual friends. I was like, I'm thinking of bringing Tala on the show. She's like, girl, you have to. So I'm like, fine. So the next day, I literally DM'd her. I'm like, hey, Tala, could you go on my podcast? She's like, yeah, for sure, girl. I was honestly, I was amazed at how kind you were and open to coming You're on. You're so cute. Seriously. So thank You're you. You're so cute. Thank okay. You. So Tala, just so people like who don't know who you are, just give a kind of a background information or People who actually do know who you are, like, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Went to school? And kind of how did you end up kind of coming back to Dubai and establishing yourself? So I was born in Chicago. I'm originally Syrian. Both my parents are Syrian. I grew up in Dubai, so I moved here when I was really young and mm -hmm. went to school here. And then for university, went to London. I studied at the London College of Fashion. And eventually moved back because I got poached for a job uh, with Condé Nast. And that was like cool. my first job right after um, university and I did so I ran I started running my blog while I was still at university mm -hmm. but it was always just a side thing I wasn't really monetizing from it and then realized that's what I want to do full-time and and that's actually when I quit my job at Condé Nast and then I decided to run my blog full-time Wow. Yeah. Because I remember, I was just saying Tata before this, I remember <laughs> literally me and my two girlfriends at school would literally put up like myfashdiary.com and look at all like the little styling like things that you would recommend. And honestly, like you were one of the first bloggers. You do, you, do you look back and like see like, oh shit, like I really kind of started like this industry here. So now I say it before I'm like, oh, I'm never going to say that. But I, I did have, I did have the first blog that came out of the UAE. So yeah. there was one other one in Kuwait. Um, I was living in London, but it was the first blog to come out of the UAE. And sometimes I'm like, that's why it kind of did well, because mm -hmm. it was such a tiny market. Like for four years, there were like around like six blogs. Wow. Yeah. So it would literally be the same girls that would go to every event. Um, and that was like before social media. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Instagram existed like maybe in its like second or third year. Mm -hmm. Twitter was there, but um it was just people weren't, con you know, it's still the, new, the yeah. new thing. People were still spending time on Facebook. But so it was easy to kind of get people to find the time to go on to the site and, and read things. Yeah. And so I would update it. How did you transition from like having the blog, like website style to like kind of translating that onto Instagram? Because I think that's like the most, the, the platform that you probably use most frequently. How did you make that transition? I mean, I kind of had no choice. Because, <laughs> True, by the way. Because I would still, I would still update the blog, and and it went with it went from brands wanting to work with me on just the blog, to the brands wanting to work with on on the blog and Instagram, to mm. brands just wanting to work, like create content on Instagram. I mean, you'll still get the like, you know, the brands like the tech brands that will want to stick to the blog because that's the that's the 
you know, it's always going to be there yeah. and it helps their SEOs. And, um, but yeah, brands are investing into Instagram more than, you know, sites. Sites, yeah. How did you transition into music? So I actually don't even know your music journey. Like, how when you were like, all right, I'm going to be a DJ, guys. <laughs> and today I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> yes, you're like, today's the day, everyone. Gear up. Um, so, I mean, I always loved music. And I think as a consumer, I were always loved music. Were you a singer music. in high school? Imagine. I'm <laughs> the worst singer. I'm the worst. Are you No actually? one ever wants to hear me sing at No karaoke, way. Yeah. But... Uh, it's <laughs> actually hilarious. I didn't know that. But I, I actually always wanted to learn how to DJ. Like I always did, but I was always embarrassed to say that. Like while I was at university, I took classes when I lived in London. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, yeah, basically I was doing this class at like in a little studio in Notting Hill that was a bit sketchy. And I was like grown men playing on vinyl, house music, house and techno, which is like music I'm not really a fan of. Mm-hmm. I slowly enjoy, slowly I'm enjoying house, but like not techno. I was going to say, girl, what you don't like? Oh, techno yeah, forget, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. house, like. How, so deep like house. Deep I, lo- house. I love yeah, deep house. Because you have to like appreciate properly as like also yeah. producer, you're like appreciating like the sound yeah. element to it. Exactly. And that like, that kind of took me time to like appreciate it from nights out and whatever. Yeah. Now I really enjoy it and I appreciate it. But I mean, I love hip hop and R&B. That's what I listen to. Yeah. And, uh, I took classes in London and to be honest, I was really, you know, I was the youngest one there. I was the only girl. I, vinyl's always a little hard. It is harder than, than learning digitally. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I took a few classes and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. Cause I'm a, I'm a true believer that, you know, if you're intrigued by something, take a class. Learn yeah. It. Um, it's nice. You know, it's great to be able to do that in your adult Just, like, life. like expand your like yeah. brain and everything. Yeah. And, um, put that on the side fashion that whole f- it's crazy that I like think of my life in fashion because I feel like that's the least of my interests right now but honestly when I look at you I don't yeah, see you yeah, as yeah, like yeah. a fashionista I know. on the scene you know like, what I mean yeah like now I'm like when people are like oh what are the trends I'm like I don't even know like <laughs> I, I don't even I, I'm shocked that like at one point in my life I like that, that was, was your, my life yeah. like I would do all the fashion weeks and I was obsessed with that world um, and so obviously I put that on the side. I was too busy with, with university and life and, and fashion and my blog and it was doing well for mm-hmm. a while. And then when I moved back to Dubai, my sister always gives the best gifts and, um, she bought me this like introductory course to DJing, cool. which I love because I, I actually think it's a great gift when someone wants to learn it. Cause it like pushes them to, absolutely. So I went and did it and I loved it. And I loved the, the producer that I was taking classes with and that's how it started to be honest that's how it started but I did it for a whole year where I just took classes I told no one imagine I would tell people I was taking tech classes what? just because I was like embarrassed I was taking DJing classes and at that because point it has like a stereotype like oh girl like why are you trying to be a DJ and also there weren't that many female DJs like people would have been like uh like to what to play at clubs <laughs> like that's what you want to do fair enough um, <laughs> and like till this day I'm Cirque like no, no 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 I never want to play in clubs again. Yeah, right <laughs> CBT <laughs> um so I just took classes for a year okay. loved it and then I was signing with an agent in London and he was like why don't why don't I represent you for your DJing like for DJing and I'm like no 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 I don't want to do this as it's just a hobby I'm enjoying yeah. it and he was like, listen, you could really tap into that market because you're working with a lot of those brands that have events. Why don't you play for those events? And, you know, I was like, OK, you know what? Actually, that sounds a little like doable because I just didn't want to. And I felt like the pressure of like not having to play for people that were coming just to hear the music. I get what you mean. Was yeah. like just felt 
fine and that's how it started actually my first event was mochi's fashion show yeah mochi, uh, yeah and it was actually a really nice event and then from then i just i played so i did all of todd's events here in the region um i just played for different brands i've done a lot of michael kors ones here in the mm-hmm. region it was it was nice and i think as i as I really got into it, I realized that, you know what, actually, no, I do like playing for crowds that are there to hear the music because, right, like that's how you pick up your energy. And uh, yeah, and that's been that. So I've been doing that for like six years, I I think, six years. And then I just started getting into music production so how did you make ago. that transition? How are you like, okay, I'm going to start producing my own music? Because like, it's like, I'm a little bit of a noob with this. Yeah. I just like listen to music. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. is it like when you're, I what guess, DJing? Yeah. Like, are you DJing? Cause like you're taking people's tracks already and then like playing them, so, mashing them together. So DJing is pretty much mixing music. You're okay. literally just mixing music and it just sounds seamless. Well, cool. obviously if you DJ well, it just sounds seamless, yeah. right? Like you don't really, there aren't, it's not like a play and stop. Like you're just mixing. And obviously with from then you kind of like learn a little more and like you you t- but like in basically ideally djing is just mixing like yeah if you can mix your dj yeah 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 um but uh yeah but with producing yeah you're basically producing beats right like you're you're producing beats for i mean i don't necessarily i didn't really start it because i wanted to like produce beats to mix because yeah. i'm not i don't really play much house like too much house um but it's just I've, I've always been intrigued, like hopefully produce beats for artists. Yeah, yeah, So that's yeah. like what I would I have like a question because I feel like it takes a lot of confidence to, first of all, like public speaking. Let's just take public speaking in high school. Like that was never my forte. Now I'm a podcaster. Oh, but how was that I, not your forte? Literally, girl, I would like die and like throw up like before. I, I literally don't know. But I, I want to say for you, like. I know you're not speaking and you're not singing for Ugh, crowds, but you're, but, but you're performing and all the spotlight is on you and people are looking at you. Do you feel like your confidence journey kind of played a huge role into you DJing and being like taking the first step being like, okay, I'm going to do my first event. I'm going to, I'm going to mix for people. Was it like a confidence journey in parallel with your like career in DJing? Yeah, but I still feel like I'm not there. Like I, I, it's crazy. So I've, I've opened up for Dua Lipa, which was one of my I, re- I actually thing. remember seeing that yeah. and it was freaking crazy. And I did. Did you meet Lana her? Del Rey. No, but they did. They did tell me to come for a sound check and meet her. Like, but I just felt like I, I just didn't want to force it. I just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, She's so cool though. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> right? I love She's her even cool. more now, like more than when I, like, I agree. actually opened for yeah. her. And then I did Lana Del Rey, which was at the arena. So it was even bigger. And to be honest, those are usually the wake up call. Cause I don't really DJ for big crowds. Yeah. Right? Like I DJ for smaller events for people that aren't really there to dance whereas like a lot of those events like you're hyping the crowd up of course and um honestly they're really they're daunting they're really they're hard and i'm not a listen i'm not a performer i just i'm not i've never i've like we were just talking like even conferences i'm not a big fan of like going on stage unless it's like a conversation um and just being this being in the like limelight just like on me with lights on me just stresses the f out of me but but by the way because we're on this podcast so like how the fuck did you like go from i'm like saying it acts like verbally you're like so i'm like, gonna make yeah. you feel okay <laughs> yeah yeah that. yeah so how the hell do you go from like being like i'm like don't like the spotlight to literally going to these events be like boom boom like i mean how do i you definitely do wasn't like, like put like a mask on like your alter ego like <laughs> sasha fierce like comes out on stage I mean, you know i did read an article and that's ha- that's the that's the what is the word? That's the 
don't know. Like, like the, the, you need to have this alter like ego. Like alter ego, yeah, yeah. You need to have it. Like I was reading this article and that's how performers think. So you so can't like, yeah. when you're in like, when you're in your daily life versus when you're on stage and performing, you can't really have the same mentality. Absolutely. You're still the same person, yes. But like having that energy, you're just, it's a different energy. When you're performing, it's, it's a different energy yeah. that you're like exerting basically. Um, I'm still not there, but I don't do it enough to be honest, to like get better at it. Cause sometimes I'm like, it takes, right. Like maybe if I was playing at clubs every weekend, like maybe I'd slowly get there, but I was always playing for small events. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the, those people at the events, um, the pressure wouldn't be on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't really have like with those. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you feel like so like kind of going back to the social media aspect of it because I mean for me like when I'm on social media I sometimes get into these funks where I'm like constantly comparing my body I'm constantly comparing my looks I'm constantly comparing myself to others on social media but you had actually brought up a good point earlier today when we were speaking like how people are just gonna post that one minute or 15 seconds of Not their life that's like super seconds, literally like of their millisecond. millisecond of like their happy life have you ever been in a point during like your blogging and your DJing career where you've either like been in a dark place or like a bad or low place when it came to comparing yourself to others on social media or other influencers even in this arena and how did you kind of come out of that so i feel like for me one thing i feel lucky about is like i got into this really early so i okay. did deal with this really early that i think right like a lot of people when they slowly get into it which is why i fear like all those young girls on social because yeah. like initially when i first got on it it wasn't as bad as now right like mm -hmm. it was less less of everything basically. yeah um and it was tough like people would like be mean i i already feel like i'm a bit lucky because i have a smaller community i don't really get like when I hear about other girls and they hate messages and I see what they say, I'm like, wow, I don't even know if I'd be able to just shut up if I saw it. I know. But I do get like the odd messages and in the past it would affect me. And when I mean affect me, like someone would say something really mean and like I would get triggered by it and like I talk about it. Whereas now I'm able to like read it and just be like, I'm, I guess that's different to what you were asking me. You were asking me about like that, but just, yeah. but things I guess affecting me on social now I'm a little better but in terms of like you know what I understand what social media is right like I'm in it I know that I choose what I want to post I really do choose like I'm able to create my life like I some people would probably you'd probably know nothing about what what I'm going through and I could literally I had corona in January and I didn't tell anyone I literally and didn't I, even know that yeah yeah and I, po <laughs> and I posted every single day yeah, yeah yeah I posted I even like at one point like was tanning on my balcony and a friend asked me, she's like, uh, how's Corona treating you? And I'm like, how do you know? And she's like, babe, because you've literally been posting from your house <laughs> for like 10, 10 days. But I didn't, but I literally, I chose to not post yeah. about it because I was like, I just didn't want to hear people giving me like comments. But like what I'm just trying to tell you is I, sadly, we can choose how we want to portray our lives. Is that and a I, bad thing though? Um, I don't think it is a bad thing, but you have to understand that that, that those are the good things exactly. that are coming out. Yeah. But like the thing is, in, in all honesty, I love the mute button. I mute half my list because sometimes I, I don't want to offend people, but I don't want to hear people's rants because everyone's going through enough things in the day to like hear someone else ranting about their stupid, like not stupid, but like their little problems yeah. that are probably not worth ranting about. Absolutely. Cause I'm like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, it's even worth to rant to my sister about this problem. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just sharing that negative energy. So I'm a firm believer of that. So I don't really want to share what angers me on it. Like things will trigger me. 
So I'm going to share my, my highlights of my day and things that I also, my site was always something that it was like a platform to recommend things to other people. Mm -hmm. So that's how I use it. I don't really go and talk about like, and I'm all for people that are talking about mental health, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm so pro that, but I'm just, I don't really talk too much about that. So I don't really feel the need to go and be like, you know what, this is what I went through and this is what I'm dealing with. But in terms of things affecting me like body wise or like people's looks, I know, I know how, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to know how they edit their pictures. But like, <laughs> but, you, but you know, and also sometimes, like honestly, sometimes you see people and they're like, oh my God, they're so pretty. Sorry, they're so pretty. And then you'll see them in person and you're like, you look nothing like the, like what you portray Face yourself. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I used it so much in college. Like I was like, I'm so open about it. Like I literally <laughs> tell people all the time, I use the shit out of it to the point where I didn't even look at that person. Now like, I deleted the app of my phone. I'm so over it. But like, cause it can be toxic. It's so toxic to yourself. Yeah. You're like, I literally am putting a perception of myself out there that I don't even look like that. That's not even my reality. I, I, and that's why you just have to, cause I'm all for, listen, like at the end of the day, like, even growing up, we wouldn't share shitty pictures of ourselves. 100%. Like, we'd share, like, Even like our, our Facebook favorites. albums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'd share the best of them. Yeah. So like it's fine if you're like, okay, I'm going to, I have this annoying pimple. I'm going to, but like changing your whole like body, like people giving themselves curves that they never had. Like that's off. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I think the same way about filters. Cause like some people are like, oh, but I get it. I've seen myself be like, oh, like it would be great if I had this or that. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 this is so toxic. But at times it just feels good because if you, you feel like, or the light is off or whatever, or I don't know, it just enhances. Like, I'm also not a fan of the ones that change your whole face, but like, I'm not against them if you're healthy about it. Is there a problem with filters? Because there's actually this huge conversation online that's happening where a lot of people are like angry about filters. For me, I'm like, okay, yeah, if you're abusing the shit out of them, yeah. okay, yes, like maybe. You look nothing like yourself. Yes, but like, Listen, I, I love filters. Me too, but like the ones that like make you look tanner yeah. or like the ones that like, I don't know, have like the glitter thing. I don't know, they can be cute sometimes. Like, I don't think people should do, because I feel like now we're getting to the point I might anger some people here or like, like, are we over talking about this shit? Like, are we over talking about the filters? Are we over talking about it? Or are we talking about it enough? And this is the conversations that should okay, be but online. Like also, at the end of the day, like the same people that are talking about that are still getting a lot of work done. Exactly. So like, I also, I'm like, okay, but you're kind of, you kind of are filtering yourself in real life anyway. Yeah. Um, I created a filter a few months ago. And I oh, by the way, I like it. Cute, yeah, yeah, but like it's that cute. Was, and also that was like super, like it was all So minimalistic. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. all enhancements. And the funny thing is like, I use it recently i'm like oh my god it like doesn't do anything because you're so used to it and that's that's when my friend did a research paper on it and actually that like it increased so people would go go with like filtered pictures of themselves to like doctors and be like i want to look like that because it was like making them look like a face like for instance they're like oh i like my cheeks this way and i like my lips that way i want to look more like that that's unhealthy that's unhealthy and i i don't know i'm I hope that I'm very self-aware that sometimes when I'm like, this is, this feel, I mean, when I feel like this feels unhealthy, I'm like, I need to step back because everyone's different, right? Like we all consume things differently. We all, our sensitivities different. What does self-love look like to you? This pop, question just pops in my mind. Being at peace. Being at peace? Yeah. Do you feel like you're on your self-love journey still? Or do you think it's an ongoing journey or do you like, like tell yeah, us. Yeah, ongoing. <laughs> Always, on, I agree with always. that. I feel like once you're like, oh, I'm happy. You're like, oh my God, I feel horrible. <laughs> and it's like, you, const you constantly, 
I don't know. I just, and I think as I get older, because I feel like it's crazy. Self-awareness is the most beautiful thing. Because once you have self-awareness, that's the best thing, right? Like you can feel shitty about something, but then the next day be like, okay, well, I didn't feel good about this. Why? Let me, and it's not about overthinking, but it's also like how to be at peace. And then eventually it just feels normal. Like we're like, example, we were talking about boundaries. Yeah. And I honestly, till this day, I still have the worst. I'm bad with boundaries. I like setting bad. them. Yeah, yeah, setting them. Exactly. And as I like, as I got older, the more, and now I'm proud of myself when I like set a boundary and I feel horrible about like telling someone something because I don't want to hurt them. And then I do it and I'm authentic to myself and I just feel better. And they just feel like there's just communication there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, just better to be authentic. Yeah. And if you're going to hurt people's feelings and maybe they weren't the right person to have around you anyways. What advice would you give someone that wants to set boundaries in their life right now? Because I'm actually going through this thing right now. Like it's funny. We were talking about this earlier. I don't know if I mentioned it, but like I'm kind of going through this thing where I'm trying to implement those boundaries in my life. Like I'm really trying to be like, if I don't feel like, I know this is like a really like weird or small example, but if I like, I don't feel like going out tonight, like, yes, I made plans. And like, I really need a night by myself in my room, watching my reality TV show below deck season eight there's like 12 seasons I freaking love this show (laughs) then like why do I feel so guilty and bad for putting myself first like I don't have the boundaries I feel like when someone's like I need you like and and I'm like yes I'm there in two seconds but why why then you're feeling horrible about it yes exactly but then that's when I'm at the beginning it's like the hardest because you're like it's like a habit you have to break exactly but it got to the point where like it's so weird I'm just more comfortable with like telling someone I'm just tired, I'm not going to go out. But it's so weird because before I would have felt like that. Like guilt almost? Yeah, before I would feel like bad about it. Like I was like, oh my God, I feel selfish or I feel this or I feel that. And like true story, I was talking to a friend recently and she was like always saying that she feels the need to. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, change that, Mm -hmm. remove that. Mm -hmm. Feel the need to for who? Like for you, it's different. Like honestly, and like when we get into this, even with guys, but yeah. like when we feel the need to, like it's different when you want to, like that's different. And I get it. Like sometimes you're kind and someone's got, like, you'll do something for someone, but not at your own expense. Like that's the, so I think that's what boundaries is. Like I always felt like, oh, but I felt the need to because I did this. No, why? Like that shouldn't be the case. And I shouldn't feel guilty about that. Why do you think women have, uh, sorry, we're going to talk about relationships, obviously, because we're on tell me yeah. everything with Lance, <laughs> but why do you feel like women? Because I know for me in past relationships, I've had issues with setting boundaries and not being taken advantage of for my kindness. It sounds so weird to say, but it's like almost like, like I would drop literally everything Tala and go be with the guy or like go do what he wanted to do. Cause I didn't want to like almost disappoint him. And then if I feel like if I'm disappointing him, I like feel so shitty about myself. My self-worth is like tanked. Why do you think women or maybe probably experiences like as you're saying with boundaries yourself why do you think women feel the need to go to the care of a man and it's not the other way around usually honestly i think it's a lack of self-love because yeah honestly i had to hear that with like recently because when i was like oh but like he or she would make me do this or that you know but it's like no 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 don't blame them and and that's another thing that like i love with like mentality i always feel like whenever i'm going and being being like she did this or he did that. The problem isn't them. It's me. It's like also the fact that like it's triggering something in me. And the fact that like, example, I feel like if, if I felt shitty about that later on, it's 
probably the lack of self-love that I accepted that and I just need to work on that. That's interesting. So you think it's like almost like victimizing yourself? Like saying like, oh, I'm like, like when you're, when you don't establish those boundaries, are you like kind of victimizing yourself? Like you don't yourself? really feel like you're like, not even you're able to, but like you're worth like going and saying like, no, I'm not going to do that or I don't know what it is. Like, I don't even know how to put it into words, but like I was like, but when, when I remember when I was speaking, to, we were having this conversation, but when, when a friend said like, it was like lack of self-love, honestly, it wasn't the greatest thing to hear, but of it course. was true. Yeah. Honestly, it is true. And I feel like that's something that with boundaries, you also build that self-love, right? Like you, you know what you're worth, you know, you can put your foot down and it's, and that's the thing that I think a lot of women, by the way, maybe that's what it is. A lot of women, I feel, think that having boundaries means you being like, not being that kind, but I like, you know, that's really what point. it is. That probably is it because because I remember actually she was my younger cousin that was telling me that she like felt the need that and I was like why don't you just say you don't want to or no you can't do that she was like yeah but they're gonna start she's much younger yeah she's like 18 but she was like saying that um yeah but then they're gonna think I'm so uptight I'm gonna I'm so that no like you need to be able to 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 hold your ground like you know. I just feel like, you know, because I'm thinking about this right now. I'm like, oh I'm my like, God. I'm like thinking and talking. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. My thing was, I was about to say, I was just thinking about this. Just had a, an, an idea of, I'm dead. An idea just popped into my mind. I was looking at her like, it's so deep yeah, in yeah, thought, like, right? <laughs> I was going to say, What I was going to say was, um, why do women have such low fucking standards? Like, I'm thinking right now, you're saying this about your 18-year-old cousin, and then you're talking about, like, your own experiences and, like, your friend that, like, didn't have self-love. I'm like, why are we, like, pulling ourselves so low to these men's standards where we can't even tell them, we like... accept the bare minimum, honestly. Why? No, 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 no. And I will, what is wrong with us? And I always think, I'm like, okay, the next time, I'm gonna, like... <laughs> I, no, 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 but this time, I'm like, no, 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 that, it's done. <laughs> it's done. But you know what? In all honesty, not to shit on guys, Yeah. I think girls girls can be just as like if I'm gonna shit on guys I'm gonna shit on girls as well yeah yeah I, I never I like this guy like I'm only like I know it's a both sex thing like, <laughs> yeah. we're both fucked up in like our I own do ways. think a lot of girls enable this behavior 100%. like they enable a lot of things they 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 basically put guys on a pedestal like for literally doing and having nothing and yeah I just think it's harder to find good men Honestly, that's like what do I tell my mom. Do you feel like <laughs> you're so cute? You were talking about your mom earlier. Do you think dating in Dubai is a shit show or do you think it's a worldwide thing? Because um, people always tell me here, they're like, in New York, you can go out. On, and it's true. Okay, but then New Yorkers will also complain about not finding guys. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Do you think it's a Dubai thing or do you think it's like our generation is kind of like we're like don't know how to date or like we don't know what the thing is. I'm I'm very open about this on the podcast yeah. about me how I like went on all these dates last year and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just winked at her. But I went on all these dates last year and I was like finding out what I wanted and stuff and I was like I mean it was during Corona Tata so like our dates would be like walks in the park Ooh, like literally like, like sober yeah. because like you can't go out nothing is open yeah. so I really got like to see like first date if I liked the person or did it and then like ditched them but like I was able to go and see and. I I feel like there was a special time period. I don't know if it'll ever happen again, but we'll have that opportunity. But 
It was one of the first moments in my life, honest to God, that I was able to go out and see what I actually wanted from men because I literally I didn't that. know. So, but now like, okay, back, like life is sort of back to normal, not completely, of course. Do you think it's our generation that guys are like, oh, we have so many options. Why would we want to settle down now and go on dates? Or is it like them not having... Or is it when we go out to places like bars and restaurants and whatever it is and a guy comes and approaches us, we're like, ew, like, why are you talking to me? Or is it both? Mm, kind of both, but I think more the first. Okay. Um, first of all, I just think with Dubai, literally, you know this. Li- literally, I didn't, even know, I didn't even think I knew you and turns out... We have know, like half of the same friends. And not only that, but like my sister knows you yes. and I used to come over to your house growing up. And you never guys didn't even you. know who I was. <laughs> She's like, wait, Coco has a daughter? I'm like, hello. <laughs> this is but me. Like, but see, this is Dubai, right? Yeah. Like everyone you meet in Dubai either knows someone you know. Like it's so hard to meet someone that you just... Like it's a random almost. And I've never like, I've never done dates. I've never done dates, dates where like I go on okay, a date with Okay, what the hell does that mean? Like in <laughs> terms of like this. go on a date with someone I've never met before, like properly met, like just go, go on a date and get to know someone on one night. Why? I don't know. But that's, Haven't that, been given the opportunity or turned off by it? Like don't want to like even. I'm um, like, where are the options here? Okay, fair enough. But like I was going to say one thing. My la- after my last situation. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call it a situation. Such a nation. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like my last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to, I'm not going to look at men negatively. Because before that, in By the past. By the way, past, this is very revolutionary. I'm like, no, you no, should have no, seen my eyes. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but you know, because the last time I got out of something, I was like, oh. F man, I'm going to be just like a man. Like I was like, I just, and I loved it. And it like made me feel empowered, which like later on, I'm like, not really empowered. It's more like, just like it's getting short, back at people. Is it short yeah. term, short lived empowerment? I feel, <laughs> I swear. Cause yeah, you're like, like yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, F, yeah. F the town, <laughs> paint the town red. Let's yeah, go. That's what I did. <laughs> but, but it's also a short lived feeling, right? Exactly. But then at the end of the day, like, what what are you really getting out of it except like going and trying to teach e- like everyone a lesson which you're really do you feel not. like you're hurting yourself in the pro- like at the end I mean I didn't hurt myself because I loved it okay but, but like at the end I'm like hey what's the purpose of this you know what I mean like yeah. I'm not really it's not that fun I don't even know why guys love love just like I think for them it's like more of an ego thing yeah, like maybe. they get that validation like going on dates with more emotional than women I know I, swear. I know you're actually I've right yet to meet a guy that's emotionally unavailable but I feel like it comes with time that you well I mean some guys but like I feel like it comes with time to understand how emotional they are yeah they, f- they have like this barrier I feel like with women we're easier to yeah, break yeah, our yeah, barrier exactly. you know what I mean like we're yeah. easier to be vulnerable faster do you think like okay so like say like you went on like three or four days with the, with a guy <laughs> do you do you like is there like a time limit where you're gonna break your vulnerability barrier or are you like totally like up front you're like super vulnerable with them and open or do you have that wall because for me I used to be like super vulnerable and open with people like first date in because I was like this is who I am I am not uh, unapologetically as you should as I should but then I was like my girlfriends were like no you should not be doing that like they're gonna walk all over you and I was like well no they're not walking all over me I'm just being who I am like why would I hide that? that that's why I'm like that like I think you should be who you are right like because like who are you trying to fool you know I feel like we play those games where like oh I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be that like but then the day like why yeah so I don't know maybe my younger self would have 
wanted to like like the play the game yeah do you believe in games and i think (laughs) like what is a game i don't even know these days (laughs) it's always a game like we were having i was having this conversation with my friend's husband and like guys will forever love to hunt like they love it that's why they love the game like they do and like he's married like with a kid on the way and and that's how guys think yeah um they're hunters like that's how they think um yeah, so I think we always are kind of playing a game, like, but like in a listen, like not at your expense. That, that that's what I'm just trying to say. But um, where were we? I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> actually I wanted to ask you this question because we were <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this question. I did ask you this before, but I was interested because I, I I like look on your social media and it's like you're like you're creating content. And I was asking Tala, I was like, do you keep your private life very private, or do you like when you have a boyfriend or you have someone in your life that you're dating, do you post it on social media? And she was like, no, I don't. And I found, and I was asking her, do you do the guy that the guy the guys that you date? <laughs> Do they like get offended? And you like surprise me with your answer. You're like, yeah, sometimes they're like, post it. it, it well, wait, wait. One sec. So basically, yeah, <laughs> I, I am private about things. Yeah. Um, mostly. Maybe, Is it more of like a business thing for you? Like, like, I just, first of all, I don't listen to one thing that I say like generally, because even like when, if a guy's trying to fight with me publicly, I was like, I will not be someone else's entertainment. And that's the thing. It goes, number one, I just don't really want to be posting just guys on my I don't think it's relevant for me to do that I also think people enjoy knowing about like when we see celebrities like relationships or whatever or any human being like we're just invested into it once they stop posting them you're like oh are they having issues I don't like that I don't want people getting into my business it's already hard enough having your friends involved and like asking you things absolutely and so that is like part of it like listen I have like my I still have my close friends um on instagram yeah that, <laughs> that i'll post my i'll post <laughs> things on there but like I, i'm also and then we spoke about the thing that i do think about like this whole evil eye thing yeah. and whatnot but like talking about guys listen none of them has ever have ever said like this is an issue that you're not posting me but like i mean i i guess it listen i get it i think if i i was with someone that like i was posting about and they didn't you kind of be like, I'd oh, be like, like, oh, like, are they trying to hide me? Yeah. Do they not want people to? And usually that's what the guy does, right? Like more than the, the girl. But uh, that's not the case. So I guess like I understand where that comes from. I probably feel the same way. But it's just I just find people so nosy, especially this part of the world. Hundred yeah, percent, more than ever. Yes. And then if it doesn't work out, they're like, mm, "What did she do?" Yes. You know what always, I mean? Always, <laughs> always. There's a lot of influencers. There's like there was this one that like got back with a guy who ch- publicly cheated on her, and she was having a baby on the way, and she got crucified on Instagram because it was so public. I mean, I totally agree with you, especially because you do have quite a large following. I mean, you do. I still and feel like, like it's a it's like a even with a community that I feel like are super supportive and like don't really share much hate. I just don't want it. I mean, I, I, and I think there's like a distinguish because I think like your platform is also used like to promote your music. It's promote like your, your DJing career and, and you're producing now music, like to have like such a, like a personal thing attached to that, like, probably would stress you the hell out because it would stress yeah, me out so I'm much. Married, maybe when you're married, I'll post kids, a picture, day. Like, Hi. <laughs> Hello, this is him. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, okay, so do you think that social media can be used for positivity? Like, because I think a lot of the times, like, I, I mean, I'm on TikTok a lot. There's a lot of the Cute. times that, like, I know. By the way, I'm, like, I'm actually a TikToker. I 
love pretty it. big on tiktok tyler it's like not even that big of a deal i'm gonna check big. you, you out. have to check it out i dance a lot but anyways i'm always on tiktok and they're always like talking like bashing how like charlie d'amelio this like huge tiktoker always gets like so yeah but anyways she gets so much hate and like she's like hot on she's like a 16 year old girl and like i'm like this gr- poor girl i always think about it. i'm like this poor girl probably is on her platform just dancing and making these tiktok dances living her life at 16 as she should but is getting so much hate like how and she like stopped posting for like a month because she was just getting so much hate and so i'm like is her platform ever going to be like looked at in a positive light you you're in the community of influencers you are in this community and this like kind of pioneering group of people do you kind of look around and you're like shit like this can get like really toxic is this actually being looked at as a positive platform see it can be toxic i do think like i don't like i go through social media cleanses and which is you mean like you like don't look at your um, instagram or i did it so i i don't know i'm super like self-aware but when i remember at one point i i think it was around the time that like the lebanon bombings happened okay and, yeah and just like i think generally a lot of stuff were happening and we were already yeah. going through such a difficult time so i'm like you know what i'm gonna do my part i volunteered and i i did my part where, wherever i could but i was like i'm gonna take a step back from social media and i think that was the first time i ever did it but i think i needed to like i was it was giving me such bad anxiety and my anxiety gets really bad but um i remember i deleted because i still had to like post about things and i couldn't really go get off the grid completely and i had some like work posts that i needed to like branded stuff that i need to post so i deleted the app from my phone and then i only just posted when i like i only when i had to post i would go onto my iphone download the app post it delete so I couldn't, and then it was crazy the amount of times that I would just find myself touching my phone and like looking for the Instagram for the icon. App, and like, yeah. It just goes to show you that we unconsciously just touch our phone, click on Instagram, go on. And then another thing that like I only just realized when you're flicking through like your feed, yeah. or like whatever, swiping through your feed, you are consuming every single thing that, that you, but even if you don't stop and look, you're consuming it, yeah. all the stories. So if someone's angry, if you're seeing, like every time we see a sad video, yeah. it affects us. Like it's, we're consuming it. And all that, by the way, is so heavy on us. You're right. So I basically did that for a whole week. I've never, ever done that before. And I felt so much better. But then when I went on, I went, I think I was following like, 900 people and i went down to like 400 wow yeah, yeah, yeah unfold i just went and unfold anyone that i was just like i didn't really gain much from i unfold and i just it was so crazy i just felt, felt so like lighter good. i'm I felt sure so much lighter i felt like my feet was just so much better more inspiring just better like i was like why am i following all those girls who just have good bodies like what like, i did that like, cleanse as well yeah. during corona because it was like depressing me literally but you know i was like that should be a thing we should do every few months we should because unconscious like unconsciously we'll follow a few people someone will post someone we un- we follow them we consume their content and it's not even content we care about yeah and also over consuming is a thing it is a thing 100 percent. which is why like clubhouse i'm not a big fan of yeah anymore, but yeah just over consuming like we sometimes think oh consume consume learn learn no we shouldn't like sometimes when you're over consuming you don't even have energy to consume any other things or like have the energy to like find stillness yeah i wanted to ask you like for because when we were talking about your self-love journey and stuff and like you said like your definition of self-love is like at peace 
for someone that's kind of going through like either a hard breakup right now or like going through a really hard time in their life and like just want to be at peace, what are steps you've taken, whether it's been with social media, whether it's been with your friend group or relationships, what steps have you taken to to try and be at peace with yourself? Like, are there like meditations? You do yoga, you journal, do you spend like a night or Friday night? I know we're in a pandemic, but a Friday night by yourself, like with your, with Bambi. I now know her dog's name's Bambi. (laughs) (laughs) Do that in there. Well, firstly, I always, whenever I'm having like, something's just like, just affecting me. number one, I like to take steps back because Mm -hmm. I feel like, sometimes we don't really see what it is. Like sometimes we're frustrated, but we don't know what the root is and what it is really, right? Like sometimes we're like, why am I upset? I'm not even that angry about this or I'm not really upset about this. But so when you're feeling off, like I just like to step back and see what the root is. And I I don't know recently, so I used to be the kind of person that always loved being out. Always. I loved being out. Like not like with randoms, but like loved being out with friends. Just like be out and about, yeah. And that was like one of the silver linings I loved with with the pandemic was just being at peace with yourself is like the most beautiful thing in the world. And and I felt like now I'll just step back like with I find with tools and things to do that kind of differs for everyone. Right. Like some things work better for others. But one thing I love is um, so I have this app where every single day I write something I'm grateful for. Oh my God, it's the five minute journal. No, but like, oh, okay. I, <laughs> that, I have but, I, but it's like some random, gr- gra- I just, I used to write them down, but, uh, <laughs> fine, we're good over here. I'm vaccinated and had Corona. I'm okay. Guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So I be, I like that. Cause sometimes I'm like, some days I'm like, I don't know what I'm grateful about. Or sometimes you'll rewrite something that you wrote and you're like, no, no, no. I'm going to find something I'm grateful for that I never really thought I was grateful for. And when you write it, you're like, okay, like literally I have so much to be grateful for, but yeah, we all have our rough days and we all have our rough moments. And I love that because I feel like that's, those are like our learning curves. That's when we learn, that's when we become stronger. That's when our self-love gets better. And I'm all for feeling the feel because like, Feeling the feels, sorry, but <laughs> feeling because feel. I feel like when people run away from the feels, that's oh, when like it's like accumulates and you're, you're delaying. delaying the inevitable, and then it's just gonna blow up in and your face. And everyone's always like, or they'll go through like a breakup, and they're like, I just want to ask you, like, how long did it take you to like feel good? I'm like, well, you can't. You need to feel the pain. If you yeah. don't, you're gonna feel that pain two years later. You can't avoid something. It's ine- inevitable. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's. You have to feel everything. If you're sad, feel sad. If you're angry, feel angry. You're releasing. Obviously, don't dwell on it. Yeah. But like, that's why I'm also like, when you're going through something, we sometimes think, oh, going and bitching to our girlfriends is great. Yeah. But no, actually, you're just kind of making that problem. Amplifying this big, it. This big. You can't see what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. By I, the <laughs> way, I was like, by the way, she said, it's not the big. Like, amplifying the issue. Yeah. I 100% agree yeah. with you. Um, I like going my breakup. You actually know him. Uh, I'll tell you later who. <laughs> uh, I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, Name he, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. one of my best friends now. I'll tell you later. But um, I, it was like the worst breakup of my life because it was like with a friend group. Like we literally grew up together, and he was my boyfriend. And then when we broke up, I was like, I'm gonna lose all my friends. I was like so depressed, and I kept going out. I was going out every weekend. I was just like going out, going out, going out, going to cartel every weekend, and I was just like. I was avoiding 
I was just avoiding. I didn't want to feel it because I was like, I'm going to lose all my friends. No one's going to be friends with me anymore. I have to go make new friends. And you're like, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to show everyone I'm strong. Exactly. I'm going to go out. I'm going to be at the same place as he is just so he knows I don't care. You, you get me. So I just like went on this rampage for a month. And then I remember it was like a Saturday. I was so tired. And after a night out, like till 6 a.m. And I like broke. Like I cried hysterically. I like ate pinza. I like watched reality TV. Yeah, I know. By the way, I like I went healthy-ish, right? Like I could have went worse. Um, and I just like like broke. And I was like, I can. I was like had this like self-reflection moment of like I can never do this myself again. Has there been a moment in your life where like you like Like, never like just go and avoid the pain? Has there? there, You've been there. How do you think like? I, I guess like you're saying it's self-awareness, but how do you ensure that like you're, you're feeling the pain and you're like going through it? Cause you're saying not dwelling on it, which well, I agree with, but well, I just didn't feel like I, in the past I've gone through where I'm like, Oh, I'm, I was the one who ended it. Like I'm not, I'm good and I'm going to enjoy my life. But like, we all have to feel like we're not robots. So that's the thing. Like, even if you like, I'm going to give an example. If you've broken up with a guy, yeah. you're still going to hurt. We're not like, we're not numb. Like if you didn't hurt, you were probably hurting throughout the whole relationship. You're so right, by the way. But like you were, you're going to have to feel that pain. Even if you like, it's just, it's grief at the end of the day, it is grief. And so I just find that if you didn't deal with that pain, it's going to catch up onto you. That's why I'm like, when people are like, oh, but like the guy I'm seeing, he used to be in a relationship. I'm like, oh, that's number one red flag. Cause I'm not dealing, I'm not dealing with someone's like, like dealing with their grief which they don't think they're going to go through and they're going to go through when they're with you. Um, we all have to feel it. And um, I don't know. I think like, I think that was maybe seeing myself let it dwell for a few years without me realizing that yeah. it dwelled in the past. That I'm like, this time it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I didn't. And, and it's some, it's like this really beautiful thing with allowing yourself to feel vulnerable, right? Like we're, we're all, we're all about being strong and strong and strong, but like, Listen, we, no one ever really talks about the men that literally carry that, like, trauma from a past relationship You're for so a billion right. re- years. Yeah. Whereas a girl's, like, completely healed once she gets into, a nec- into her next relationship. I totally agree with yeah. you. Tara, thank you so much Cutie. for coming on thank the show. You. This was a wonderful <laughs> conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. Thank you so much, thank Tara. You. Guys, if you want to hear more episodes, go to Tell Me Everything at Lands on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. <laughs> I know, guys, I'm on LinkedIn. Also, subscribe <laughs> to every channel, podcasting, a podcasting platform, Spotify and Rami, Apple. And guys, I will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.